Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Mindy Winkler in for Casey today. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline. It's election season and one of the biggest things on the ballot this fall. Finally, these elections are getting the attention they deserve. School board races across central Indiana. And when we talk school boards or anything public education in Indiana or any education of any kind, we got to bring in one guy, our man, Tony Kennett of Chalkboard Review. Tony joins us on the drivehubler.com hotline. Tony, I love, love, love how many people are finally paying attention to these school board races. I think we're going to see some big liberty and conservative victories. I agree. I think that a lot of parents and a lot of local business owners are tired of the way their communities are going. They're tired of what kids are being taught or uh, not taught in some cases. And I think they're pushing candidates forward that have the community's best interest at heart instead of some kind of uh, left-leaning political agenda. When you look at the engagement of parents, and I guess in some semblance the engagement of voters now as a result of it, was it the COVID thing? Was COVID the eye-opener because people actually got to see what was going on in the classrooms? Yes, and not really for a reason that I would say always gives everyone uh, the warm fuzzies, you might say. Uh, I Often a lot of people think that COVID was used as a rallying cry for conservatives. I c- agree with that somewhat. I also think, however, that it was kind of embarrassing for a lot of parents to come to terms that maybe apathy with how their kids were being educated, you know, not really having to pay attention, just trusting the public school would take care of it. They were confronted that they can't do that and that they needed to take a more serious investment in their kids' education. And since then, that combination of of shame with also the invigoration of proper education standards, styles, and also a good amount of community support – uh, from like-minded parents and individuals has created I what I genuinely think will keep education as a top five political issue for the next 20 years. Yeah, uh, Tony Kennett, our guest chalkboard reviewer, talking about some of these school board races in central Indiana. And look, I love it because they're putting the they're putting the pressure on whether it is Carmel, whether it is Fishers, whether it is Zionsville, whether it's Avon, whether it's Brownsburg. There are some great liberty and conservative-minded candidates. And in many cases, Tony, they're running against total leftist lunatics. Like, I think about in Brownsburg, the the two school board races, Dave Tinky and Tiffany Dearman, phenomenal conservative candidates, very reliable conservatives, they'll do the right thing, versus these two leftist lunatics in Heffernan and, and Dixon that they're running against. There's a big choice here because the outcome the next four years is markedly different. And I know that it's the same in Carmel and Fishers, et cetera. There are big choices to be had. And it's really interesting because the Indiana Democrats put out this huge article and, and uh, had, of course, former superintendent or for, former state superintendent Jennifer McCormick was going on about how all of these right wing groups are just throwing money into these school board races. And yet the Indiana State Teachers Association PAC raised a little over five hundred thousand dollars for state school board races. The, the HS Equal PAC and other kinds of local Democrat, very left leaning PACs have been raising money. School board elections are political. And and that's really what we're seeing. There are a lot of really great candidates stepping forward, uh, especially at least as those I followed in northern Indianapolis all the way over to the Brownsburg as well over on the west side. Um, It's been really cool to see the number of candidates 
come forward who are more focused on the needs that each community is facing rather than making sure there are gender closets in the schools. Well, and you just hit on a great point, which is, and we just, uh, we've talked about, are going to continue talking about how much money the teachers unions are throwing across this country. And it's right here in central Indiana too. It's like, like I mentioned, the two leftist lunatics, Heffernan and Dixon are sending mailers out in Brownsburg. Those are getting paid for somehow. You know, this is not a charity here. There's big money behind these leftist candidates in these communities. These are the most partisan races. It's such a lie to say, well, school board, you have to declare party affiliation because they're nonpartisan. No, they're the most partisan races out there. And if you're getting mailers from school board candidates, somebody's paying for those. Yep, I've seen mailers from the left. I've actually encouraged a lot of other school board candidates to send mailers myself, because in my opinion, I think that you should be trying to get voters If you want to declare a party affiliation, that should be your right. If I think my values align with the party, why not allow me to put an R or a D next to my name and then reckon things at the ballot? I don't think that it's fair that we get to sit here and and preen and posture over, oh, these are nonpartisan elections, (laughs) even though this has been a political subject in the United States since its founding. Like, these were things the founders were debating on, which is the role of the government in education. This was talked about at the Constitutional Convention. It was talked about when the Northwest Ordinance passed. It was talked about all the way up into the Civil War, became a central mainstay up from there to the 20th century, and has been on and on and on again. It's always been political. At least we might as well give every person running the same rights and privileges that any other candidate enjoys. Uh, Tony Kennett, our guest from Chalkboard Review, a couple minutes left here with him. Is there any chance that the Republicans next year, this coming legislative session, you are hearing more and more people say, look, it's ridiculous that there's only one race where people don't have to declare a party affiliation. Is there any chance that finally the Republicans who will have super majorities and the governor's office finally say, look, if you got to have a party affiliation to run for surveyor, you got to have a party affiliation to run for school board. Any chance that they finally have the courage to do that, or will they still be totally afraid of the, the, the angry teachers in the red shirts yelling at them at the state house uh well there's absolutely no chance at all of a bill like that passing uh, mainly because i think of all of the non-far to the left teachers that governor holcomb had over uh, for dinner in the last couple of years and then i think of the teachers association the indiana state teachers association that would be the indiana wing of the national education association he has them over for dinner all the time so when it comes to you know giving the left what they want, which is of course to keep elections like that nonpartisan, so that no conservative or liberty candidates get accidentally straight ticketed into office, I can see exactly why they would be too terrified to scare a, a group of teachers that they're only listening to one side of. And so, no, I don't think it's going to pass. It should. It should be a thing on the next uh, set agenda for. Um, the next legislative session. But, of course, it won't pass. The establishment, well, the Indi- let's just say this way. The Chamber of Commerce does not have that as its <laughs> chief concern. And so, therefore, it won't pass. All right, uh, before I let you go, tell us about Chalkboard Review, what's going on there. It's uh, a phenomenal education website. Go. We report on all of the education stories that everyone else likes to ignore. That's both left and right. Uh, we also like to promote voices of everywhere in education, no matter who you are, whether you've been a sub for a year and a half, whether you've been a university professor for 40 years. We believe everyone is a stakeholder in education. Chalkboardreview.com. The great Tony Kennett. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you. 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey Show. 
Affirmative action could be going bye-bye. At least as it relates to colleges. Oh. 3 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey's show. I'm Rob. Mindy Winkler's in for Casey today. Kevin's here. So, Supreme Court yesterday heard oral arguments. Two different cases, basically the same thing, though they relate to affirmative action. Uh, one was at the University of North Carolina. One is at Harvard. And again, for those of you who may not be aware, affirmative action, as it relates to colleges specifically, is the ability to give preferential treatment to a student based on their race. And, and are you talking about simply acceptance? Or are you talking correct. about scholarships? Right, right. Yes. All of that. Yeah, acceptance in, into the colleges. And at the crux of this really is a large group of Asian students who have been punished based on the affirmative action scales of places like Harvard. So the weird thing about this is, while, yes, white students are adversely affected by this, it is really primarily Asian students who have been the most impacted, and they are the core of this case. That are wanting affirmative action dropped. Right. Because they're saying, we're, we're getting screwed based on this bizarro scoring system that these universities have. And and so um, I thought it was interesting because you have a, you have a son yes. who just ventured off into the ether. Yes, uh, he's better, at Purdue. He's at Purdue. And it would really suck if they had said, well, Mindy's son, you're <laughs> totally rewarding, uh, w- worthy of being a Boilermaker. Your grades, your community service, your s- citizenship, upstanding citizenship. But you're the wrong color. And I've always wondered, and I'll turn turn this over to you as a mom, how that's not super racist to say we're going to let black people in because they're black. Why does color have anything to do with anything? Right. It shouldn't have anything to do with anything. I mean, especially I'm from Anderson. And I went to a school that was very diverse back in the 80s. Yeah. Did you go to Highland? I went to Madison Heights. Oh, okay. No longer exists. Yeah. (laughs) but, um, But we, I mean, I, you know... We, the same. I had people sitting right next to me of every kind right. of diversity. You were in the same classes. You had the same opportunity. So you know, I I struggle with you know affirmative action in that respect. But especially in this case, if you're turning, I mean, let's just be real. I Garrett's campus. It's majority Asian. Yeah, the, the and the, this these is, kids are smart. Watching the <laughs> watching the arguments yesterday, it was fascinating because the justices, the the six, and I include Roberts in this one, based on the the oral arguments, are basically saying that right, like like you are discriminating against people based on the color of their skin and the universities, which are backed up by the Biden administration, are basically saying, well, no, 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 we're trying to give people this opportunity that they wouldn't normally have because of the color of their skin. They don't get an opportunity to have as quality an education in the high school level or elementary school level level or junior high level as maybe some of these other students. But then they come back to and go, but you're discriminating, you are harming other people by benefiting. And and I thought this was fascinating because it's the same argument that should be happening every time we talk about whether it's taxes or government spending. If you give something to someone 
you are taking it from someone else. Correct. Because everything the government does is initially taken from someone. Either it's taken directly from the taxpayers. Nothing is free. Right. Or it's, in many cases, thanks to people like Todd Young and the Magical Money Printing Factory, <laughs> it is, uh, you thought I was going to go a whole show without me. <laughs> no, no, we're just getting started here. I was wondering. It's a week until election. It's a week until election day, Casey. No, no, no. So you're taking from future generations because, as we've talked about here before, DAF, D-A-F-T, deficits are future taxes. So everything when you, air quote, give something to someone, whether it is, you know, uh, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, government benefits, government handouts of some sort, Social Security beyond what the person is paid in, all of that is taken from someone else. And in the case of this uh, scholarship or, or admissions, you're depriving someone else who is more deserving, right. whether they be white, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. They did the work. They are the people who should be in there. But we say, no, no, no. And that's super racist because you're basically saying, well, black people can't do it on their own unless we allow them to do it. And well, and also that it's the assumption that of that, that just because you're this particular race, you must have come from a socioeconomic deficit. Right. That is not necessarily the case. Yeah. 93 WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So, so it looks like that is going to go down, which is a great thing. And people should be rewarded based on the merits of what they do. Right. And when I see things like the NFL saying, well, if you hire a a black head coach, you get this incentive to do this. Or if your team loses a guy who becomes a black head coach or general manager, you get these draft picks. That's so racist to black people to say, or minorities in general. You are not qualified unless we do this. Exactly. Dude, the, I, okay. These owners who own these NFL teams, you're talking about they are billionaires and these are multi-billion dollar empires funded in the case of the Indianapolis Colts by us, the poor and middle class people, because they take our money and give it to Jim Irsay so he can have a free stadium. But that's beside the point. We're not going to get into that today. We're not going to get that, Casey. Or Casey, Mindy. We're not, getting, we're not getting into that today. The point of it is, though, the idea that they would not, in a multi-billion dollar empire, hire the best Right. to run a multi-billion dollar empire is ludicrous. Yes. And it does, I mean, I mean, that there's, that, that what they're saying is that you can't get this on your own merit. We've got to hand it to you because we don't think you could. So here's this big company and we're going to say, well, let's have these criteria because other, if we don't, you would never get the job. That's what they're saying. It is the Kendall and Casey show. I'm Rob Mindy Winkler's in for Casey today. Real quick, um, I saw this data and we mentioned it briefly with Tony Kennett in the last segment, but it needs to. I'm going to read you. Uh, I'm going to read you the headline here. This is from Breitbart because, again, you hear so often, and now the left knows on these school board races that people are wising up to how many leftist maniacs are on these school boards in otherwise Republican communities. And Mm -hmm. I think COVID was a big part of it. But the response you keep getting, and we're going to have Jim Merritt on next hour. And he's actually going to talk with us about 
how he now regrets. So he was the number two guy in the Indiana Senate about how he now regrets the idea that they made these school board elections partisan. And they basically got, uh, you know, they bought it hook, line and sinker. of Oh, they should be nonpartisan. And now he said, and, and he will, we're going to get into this next, next hour. He's going, what a terrible mistake. These are the most partisan races out there. I can't Correct. believe I did this. And this is going to come to you from a guy who voted to do it. Wake up, Republicans. Here's the headline from Breitbart. You tell me if, if schools are partisan or not, if, if there's partisan politics in schools. Teachers Union funneled $59 million to leftist causes. <gasps> so the two, nation's two largest teachers unions put $59 million into leftist causes. I have gotten mailers for my local school board race and sending out mailers for school board races are incredibly expensive. You know who those were paid for in large part by? The teachers unions. Wow. And this is all the fault in Indiana of the Republicans who are so scared of these teachers showing up in red shirts and yelling mm-hmm. at them at the state house that, that they do not make these elections part $59 million from teachers. And are you unions. hearing that teachers? Are you hearing that as a professional? I have so many f- friends that are teachers that hate the teachers union. They're like, um, that they don't represent me. And look what they're doing with your money. Uh, and what's interesting also in this is that 57% of the teachers list themselves as either Republicans or independents. So, so they're yet, not even representing them. No. <laughs> and this is when we come back to, Mindy, the uh, fact that teachers sit silent when these teachers unions do things on your behalf, right? then you are a part of the problem. And I get that people say, well, I just want to do my job and I don't want to be a part of it. When you don't speak out, when people speak for you, it was like when the teachers were advocating that they should skip the elderly to get the vaccine here last year. Remember that? It was like, no, 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 we should, we're the teachers. We should go first. That is gross. Yes. And these people even if they don't speak for you, are speaking for you when you don't speak out. Right. It's the uh, Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Mindy Winkler's in for Casey. Kevin's here. When we come back, Mindy, voicemails and hate oh, mail. Oh, it's my favorite. Voicemails, <laughs> hate mail. It's coming up next, 93 WIBC. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answer. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob. Casey's I'm out today. Mindy Winkler in. Sure Get to the voicemail in just a moment. But first... You said something during the break. You're shaking your head already. Like I just, I don't, I, I feel like I heard what you said, but I want, I want you to tell our incredibly large audience. I want you to own this sure. on statewide radio. So I asked you last night, did you have many trick or treaters? Yeah. And you said, uh, we had about 20. Yeah. And you said they were mostly teenagers. teenagers. Yes. And so I thought, okay, maybe like a 13-year-old trick-or-treating, okay. No, high schoolers. And not only are you not mortified and embarrassed by this, you said, I, I was very excited to see this. I think it's fantastic. They're doing, I mean, well, who cares? I think they're doing, at least they're not getting themselves in trouble. And if they want some candy, why not? If they show up and they're not dressed up, then no. These guys went all out. There was even a big guy that I swear was a football player dressed in a French-made costume, and I died laughing. Trick-or-treating is for children. 
what? Who says? <laughs> Who made these rules? Well, what's it, well, then what's your arbitrary cutoff? Is it 18 too old, 19 too old, 21, 35? Hey, if you're 60 years old and you come up and you have a costume on, I'll give you some candy. This is such a mom maneuver right here. Why? You are enabling terrible. Kevin, back me up on this. That is way too old. 13 is like 13's got to be the cutoff. I will it? say, I think my trick or treating career went till I was. <laughs> 15, maybe? No. Ah, see? I think. I think. Uh, I and is that when you started smashing other people's pumpkins then? When you stopped trick or treating? Uh, Did you turn to a life of crime because you couldn't get candy for free anymore? I, I think the pumpkin smashing ended when I was 14. <laughs> then he matured. I, the so next in the, I became a, oh, you know, so a in real the, man. So in the same <laughs> night, you were an adult trick or treater and smashing other people's pumpkins. Boy, it was a real big October 31st in the McNamara house, wasn't it? I mean, it was just, you know, different times. He was now a sophomore. So. <laughs> yeah, when you're a freshman, you're still kind of a juvenile uh, punk kid. What? what you, I think it's fantastic. You think this is okay? Yes. We had some teenagers last year too, and I thought it was great. If they're like I said, if they're in costume, that then I'll go all power to them. Why not? Isn't there a, like a self-own though? At some point, you say, "I am too big that to be is wearing old costumes school, and going asking other adults for candy." Like I can, I have a part-time job. I can afford my own candy. Maybe they don't have a full a part-time job. Maybe they're really involved. If you're a high school kid, if you have, time- I didn't have a part-time job. We can't all be Commander KC. Oh, stop it. <laughs> I wasn't Commander KC in high school. I, I, <laughs> if you have time to put together a lavish costume and go knock on doors and beg for free candy, you have time to work a job. It's fun. They were out with their friends. It's I mean, it's completely harmless. It's one night. That's not a job. It's one evening for Rob, two hours. Rob, what were you doing when you were... Let's say fifteen or sixteen. I was working. Halloween. So you were I had a job at Arby's. I was. I, yes, I was working at the Brownsburg Arby's. I was contributing to society. I wasn't as an adult. Maybe they had the night off. They don't work every day. Yeah, I didn't take days off, point. Mindy. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I think it was great. It was uh, very, I, I was super impressed with these costumes. They were well thought out. If you are a, if you are over the age of 13, you are too old to trick or treat. You're that get off my lawn. No, dude. it's fine. <laughs> Look, I, 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 it's for the children, right? I always hear it all the time. In Again, the public who made these rules? Uh, well, so what's the limit? There, or there is there no isn't limit. One. There is no limit. I mean, I gave, I gave um, tr- tr- um, treats to the parents that were dressed up with their little children last night. You What? Yes. I said, come on over here, mom and dad. Come here, grown. Sometimes a- I give them a, a beer. How, oh, I was going to say, how many of the adults, because that's the new thing, right? Is like yeah. wine and a, wine or, or a mixed drink yep. in a glass. Or a little while mini, you're- you know, fireball shot. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not upset about that. I, I understand that. I, I just think, I just think telling, inviting another grown adult to come to your door, be they a parent or a teenager- it was drizzly out. If you're, they're going to make the effort, absolutely. Can we, can we at least maybe come to a consensus that if you are old enough to operate a multi-ton piece of machinery, which is an automobile, then you're too old to nope. trick or treat. If you could, if you could physically <laughs> drive to someone's house to trick or treat, that that is too old to trick or treat. Disagree. Wow. <laughs> we had people riding their golf carts through our neighborhood. You people just ruin everything, Mindy. It's for the children. It's for the children. Uh, we did get a phone call. I did it this morning when I was in a hurry to do other things. So I totally forgot what the phone call was about. <laughs> I'm sure it'll, I'll be candy. totally surprised here. Go. Hey, guys. Love the show. I'm a diehard Republican, but I 
don't have a problem with splitting my ticket. But I have a real problem about this election coming up. And I think they're going to do the same thing they did the last time. And we're not going to win the House or the Senate. So you heard it here first on uh, Halloween. I don't think we'll win either one of them, man. Well, this guy's a real bring down. <laughs> okay. So I had this conversation with somebody yesterday or the other day. It's going to be very hard for them to creatively count the jelly beans like they did in 2020 in the House races. Mm -hmm. Because the creative jelly bean counting came, whether it was in Georgia or, uh, or, or, or Pennsylvania, et cetera, in these large Democrat counties. Well, like take Indiana, for example. There's only one large Democrat-centric County. Now, I guess you could say up in Lake County. Right, but mainly it, Marion. Right, mainly Marion County. The rest of, other than maybe the first, which Jennifer Ruth Green is running very competitive there, so I guess it theoretically could happen there. Seven of the nine congressional districts are 100% safe. There is no central hub of mass creative jelly bean counting that can mm -hmm. take place. So the idea that you're not going to win the House based on creative jelly bean counting probably not going to happen. The Senate's another story because it's a statewide race. Right. So a, a vote in Philadelphia counts the same as a vote in rural Pennsylvania. And we all know Philadelphia is not afraid to get very, uh, very creative with their counting of the jelly beans. I think I handled that properly being on YouTube. I hope I don't get us banned. Um, so I understand the guys. Through that very well, nicely. you know, I can say whatever I want here on the airwaves because they haven't stolen the FCC yet. But I, I know on the social media app, sometimes you got to be, you got to, you got to, uh, you got to be very thoughtful on how you word things. Um, Okay, so we got hate mail last night, and I told this person I was going to read it because it was utterly ridiculous, and if you're going to send me something utterly ridiculous, then I'm going to make sure everyone knows you're utterly ridiculous. Those are the rules, mm -hmm. Mindy. Hate mail goes right yeah. to the front of the line. Um, yesterday, I this will shock you, went on a little, um, little bit of a rant about the Duke of Spendingburg, our senior senator. You just stopped a little bit of rant. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Young, because he came out yesterday and does what he does, where yes. he laments government spending that Biden has done, but every government spending that he did, which is way more than the spending Biden's done, was smart, vital government spending. And I said, if you're a person who goes in there, other than the most hardcore, ardent, partisan, I'm in the state GOP party, and you're voting for Todd Young... He owns you. Like, you have given your life to the Republican Party at this point <laughs> because there's nothing that the Republicans can do. And the same is largely true for Diego, that you can't get any worse than this. And if you're so wed out of fear to vote for a person, then they they own you. And I right. we had a conversation about that. And I'm pretty sure, Casey, at this point, number one, if w what I say and the nicknames and the name calling that I do, if that offends you, you're probably not listening anyway. I'm well, pretty sure Casey's not listening right now. Or yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. Yeah. 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 yeah, you called her uh, Casey. Did I do it again? <laughs> yeah. They're name, doing her... a drinking game on, on that's the YouTube. Like, that's probably like the fourth or fifth time I've done that. Mindy. <laughs> it's all good. We look, I'm, I didn't no, realize it's just terrible. How similar we no, do look. I <laughs> assumed your agenda in the first segment of the show, and then I assume your name, and just terrible. And I'm sure every time I've done that, people are laughing at me all over central all Indiana. Good. Mindy Winkler in for <laughs> Casey today. Um, at, th at this point, it's like, if that offends you, you're probably not listening to this show. Right. And, and we're radio broadcasters. 
We don't have any control over anyone. The hate we get always amazes me. We can't raise or lower anyone's taxes. We can't make you wear a mask. We can't shut your kids' schools down. <laughs> we have no control over anyone. And yet the hate and loathing for us is far greater than for the people who actually do the stuff. Right. But yet I get emails like this. Ready? <laughs> Rob. I've mostly enjoyed your show. I get it. You play an arrogant a-hole on the radio. That's your shtick. You entertain and Casey keeps the show palatable. Today, in the 11 o'clock hour, October 31st, 2022, during your rant about Todd Young, you went too far. Oh. You literally berated your listeners and called them names for not voting the way you think they should. Auditioning for MSNBC? Seriously. <laughs> Who the F are you to tell people how to vote? Stick to news and entertainment. Stick to opinion. I'd like to point out on one hand, he said, who the F for you to tell people how to vote? And then he said, stick to opinion. Okay, now I'll continue. <laughs> Not demanding people vote the way you want. Or they are weak. I turned it off soon after. I may listen more. I may not. <laughs> we both know losing one listener isn't going to matter to you. Anyway, tell Casey I said hi and that I enjoy her very much. <laughs> I, I think you're just encouraging people to be more open-minded. You're not saying you got to go vote this way, but you're you're just put. No, 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 no. I'm totally telling you how to vote. <laughs> you totally should not vote for Todd Young because he's a gaslighting, narcissistic, pathologically lying hypocrite. There. <laughs> Boom. I, I think we've been on this train. Oh, I think I've been on this train for the better part of five and a half years that I've been at this That's radio true. station. And just to be clear, this is not a role he is playing. No. This is who he is. I always get that. And it's like. Uh, no, I loathe Todd Young. As I told Mike in the first segment, if it were Todd Young v. Orange Peel, I would literally vote for the Orange Peel because the Orange Peel would do less damage to society than Todd Young has done. <laughs> there is zero reason to vote for Todd Young. He has done absolutely nothing to warrant your vote other than you are petrified of the Democrats being in power. And if that is how you vote, then you are voting as a weak person. You are weak and Todd Young owns you. I don't regret any of it. I mean, everything I said, I will say it again. I'll say it tomorrow. I'll say it every day through election day. And then he's going to win. So I'll spend the next year saying, six years <laughs> saying it again. Did I cover all my bases there? I think you did. 93 WIBC, it's Kendall and Casey show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Ninety-three WIBC, it's the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Mindy Winkler in for Casey today. Hammer, hello. 
Good to be back. Uh, Mindy, how are you, love? I'm great. Thank you. I was listening to your conversation about old trick-or-treaters. Rob, let me just pivot it this way. I live in Marion County. Mm -hmm. Anytime somebody comes to my door and doesn't want to kill me, I'm probably (laughs) going to give them a piece of candy. (laughs) I love it. Yes! (laughs) Seven more days until you have the chance to tell that big ball-headed goon that's the prosecutor, (laughs) kick rocks. Uh, Got to get out and vote. Yeah, you do. do. And uh, this is where, you know, being a split-ticket voter... I mean, you could make all of us happy in this room. I mean, you could vote for Jeff Moore, the Libertarian, for Secretary of State, which would make me happy. You could vote for Ryan Mears, uh, or against Ryan Mears for prosecutor, Cindy Carrasco, which would make Hammer happy. You could totally split split your ticket and just do the right thing on behalf of the WIBC Air staff. Yes, and again, for any Republican in Marion County to have a snowball shot in hell, you have to get out. It's got to be a perfect storm of voter turnout. Mm -hmm. What's interesting is that you are seeing more Cindy Carrasco signs and very blue parts of Indianapolis, places where you would never see Republican signs. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I had somebody uh, text me and say there's been some chatter that certain members of the Mears campaign may be going around removing some of those signs. If you, and this is true no matter what, Republican, Democrat, whatever, if you touch someone else's sign, you are a giant piece of crap. Yes. I see signs all the time for people I cannot stand. And I don't touch them. You know why? Because it's not mine. Right. It's in someone I else's yard. That they that all of her signs were taken out of her yard. So she's like, "What did I do? This one got more. You didn't you, stop me. You, you, <laughs> you are the biggest piece of crap if you yeah. touch someone else's sign. Come on. You had an interesting question for us here in the room in regards to the big announce Delphi announcement yesterday. So again, there's a lot that we don't know. Let's make this perfectly clear. This is not done. We got a lot of questions still to answer. But just play along with me here if indeed this richard allen guy is the guy right what if he were outed by keegan klein yeah now keegan klein was the big fat pervert that had the fake profile that was luring underage girls to send Mm -hmm. their their nudes to him yeah um he has been charged with a bunch of child porn Mm -hmm. nothing in related to the delphi situation but he was also one of the last people to speak with one of these young ladies the day before they died. Yeah. So what if that day that the police took him out of his cell and they had a little fun day together and they brought him back? What if he sang like a canary and said, you know what? I'm going to tell you all the information you need to know because I don't want to be charged with this. It's this guy. If the guy behind the fake profile ratted out Richard Allen would you be okay with him getting a lighter sentence for all of the child porn that he had? Mindy. And again, this is completely hypothetical. Mindy, Let me just say this. Mindy, go first. No, he's still a threat to society. That's disgusting. Um, he's he's not, and if he gets a plea deal of any kind, you know, more than likely he'll get back out on the street and be doing this again. But if it's his workings with the police that led you to a guy who might be the killer, a guy that's been charged with being the killer, you know, would you be willing to say, okay, instead of 30 years in prison for child porn, you're going to serve 
10 years in prison no, for child no, porn. No, and here's why. And I learned this because my dad was a federal probation officer, and one of the things he dealt with was very violent, dangerous child sex offenders. The recidivism rate amongst these people is off the charts. And the faster they're out and back on the street, especially someone, if indeed he did the things he's alleged to have done, the odds of him reoffending are off the charts, and more children will be. Mm victimized. So mm. I get what you're saying, but man, if you're a child who was victimized by this guy already or the guy gets back out faster and reoffends and another child gets offend, you know, right. victimized, what what have you solved? What have you really done here? Right. And again, it's just speculative. I have no inside info here, but it's just interesting that all of those things took place. They searched the river shortly afterwards. They searched this guy's house and now they've made an arrest. I'm wondering if he's saying like a canary and if there's going to be a plea. What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Tuesdays with Tony. Tony Katz will join us. We got a number of other guests and we'll get more into this Delphi story. That's Hammer. Mindy Winkler's in for Casey. It's Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC.